Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. Today is our Yom Zikaron Israel Memorial Day special, and this is JM in the AM. Thank <laughs> Thank 
ארים ראשי, אשא עיניי אל הערים במרחקים, וקולי יישמע כזעקה, כתפילת האדם, וליבי יקרא, מאין יבוא עזרי. עובר אני כעת בנופים חדשים, הצעדים הם נעשים כה איטיים. מה יש שם שאין פה? שאל אותי עובר, מה בלב אתה שומר? קשיש העיר כשעל גבו מונח כל עברו. מביט סביב ומחפש את עולמו. כשההווה כל כך קשה, לא אומר דבר. ארים ראשי אל המחר. ארים ראשי, אשא עיניי אל הערים במרחקים, וקולי. שמע כזעקה, כתפילת האדם, וליבי יקרא, מאין יבוא עשרי. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא אשר היה כערבון הבוכי יותר? איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא אשר היה כערבון הבוכי למרגלות הנולד, ליד הנחל, בחורף שם, בין הנבון ואוכיון. הקיץ בנורות פצעי המים, נפשו שילך על פני הנחל, לנגן, מקנה הסוף. קראת לו עפיפון. וכשהיה לאיש מכיווני ערבות הבוכיון התעסוקה, לעבר המבצע האפורה, בנה לו בית. על פני הנחל, תחנה הקים זרה סדור, שלח אורו על פני הים. אך יש אשר יניח כלי מלאכתו, ויהיה פתאום נהיה לאיש אחר. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה הרבות הבוכיות? Oh, I'm sure. 
Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to our uh, Yom HaZikaron Israel Memorial Day special on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, you're with J.M. in the A.M. and the Nahum Siegel Network. We're also being simulcast with our friends at the World Mizrahi Virtual Beit Midrash. And I thank them for that. We'll be together with them today, Yom HaZikaron, and tomorrow, Yom Ma'ut, as we celebrate Israel's 72nd birthday tomorrow. Yehudi Dravitz and Yoni Rechter together with Ma'ot Shomalachim. Ha'ish Hahu, that was Shlomo Artsy. You heard Ptachli B, that's a song that was dedicated back in 2015 to the three boys. The three boys among the 3,153 civilians that we pay memorial and tribute to today. In addition to the uh, almost 24,000 soldiers who've given their lives so that we could have the ultimate gift, the ultimate and incredible precious gift of the State of Israel. Harel uh, Scott with uh, Misha Chalam, Idan Amadi, Koev Shalochamim, Arim Roshi done by Shai Gabso. You heard Zemer HaPlugot. I think we always start our Yom HaZikaron special with Zemer HaPlugot in honor of those who are serving and um, on whose shoulders, or I should say who stand on the shoulders of those who've given their lives and have preceded them. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day. Today is the 28th of April and the 4th of ER. Today is day number 19 in the counting of the Omer. That's two weeks and five days. Day number 19, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Here in the New York area, we've got a uh, 42 degrees, 75% humidity, winds are west at 5 miles an hour. Mostly sunny and a high of 65 with tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 46. Tomorrow, cloudy and a high, 54 degrees. We shall lie at 72. We're at 42 here in New York City as we um, say good morning at JM in the AM. You know, it's, uh, it's a different time. And thank God, thank God we can get together in this way. Thank God we can get together and... Uh, commemorate Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day, in this fashion. Because uh, today is um, not like any other 
Yom HaZikaron. This year is not like any other year. And normally on Yom HaZikaron, our brothers and sisters in Israel will be flocking to the cemeteries, to um, gatherings and memorials that have been prepared and put together specifically in memory of those who have fallen, the soldiers and civilians. And there would be tremendous visible heartbreak in the state of Israel. The siren did wail today, no doubt. Uh, but it's a bit different. And um, Yom Ha'atzmaut, Israel Independence Day, will be the same thing. Uh, we're used to, uh, even here, um, among the Israel-loving communities of the United States and the world, we feel Yom Ha'atzmaut, we feel Israel Independence Day, we celebrate Israel's 72nd birthday, but it's different this year. Tonight we will not be gathering in our synagogues and say hallel together and uh, hear a speaker or, a, or see a video or take part in a program or welcome a guest from Israel who's a special guest who will be addressing us. Um, tomorrow we will have a Yom Ha'atzmaut special, just like today we have a Yom HaZikaron special, and I'm glad we can get together in this traditional format that we've uh, always, uh, in which we've always presented the Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut specials. But this year is just a bit different. Mayor Weingarten, of course, is going to join me coming up. He'll be with us uh, today and tomorrow. For both these specials, I want to thank our friends at the World Mizrahi. Uh, we are partnering with them as much as possible. And uh, when they heard that we have a three-hour Yom HaZikaron special and a three-hour Yom HaTzmut special on this Tuesday and Wednesday, I admire how they uh, enthusiastically um, asked to uh, partner together and uh, present these two specials. I should mention, by the way, that you should be checking out, and of course you can see us right now on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, and that's all courtesy of World Mizrahi. I should point out that they have an incredible lineup today. Uh, go to the World Mizrahi uh, website. Go to the, to the World Mizrahi Facebook page and check out what they are offering all day long in honor of Yom HaZikaron. Look at what they're offering tomorrow in celebration of Yom HaTzmaut. And like I said, it is a pleasure uh, to be part of this uh, arrangement. And um, to be all together presenting this important program to the entire world through this format. Mayor Weingarten coming up. We will talk about this special day. For those of you who are watching on uh, Facebook Live, which is courtesy of the Mizrahi Zoom, you see we've we've tried to dress up the studio a bit. We have a couple of our Israeli flags flying. We have uh, Herzl himself participating in the show. If you look at the screen, you'll know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I joked earlier today with the people at Mizrahi that uh, we may be doing the show right on the shores practically of the East River here in New York, but we're imagining for a moment that it's the Rhine River um, just below the hotel room in Basel, Switzerland. Or I should say the hotel balcony to be more accurate. JM in the AM, today is Yom HaZikaron. Today we pay tribute to 23,816 soldiers, 3,153 civilians who've given their lives so we can have the precious state of Israel.
and you are listening to an Israel Memorial Day special on JM in the AM. Thank 
בלילות שנתך נודדת, וכל חלום הוא למורה. עתי אז את אוזנך לשקט, כל חסד רחמים עוד יעלה, הנה הוא בא. כי בשבילו נפשך נשמרת, הרי קרבה היא השעה. ששדות בזרועותייך ייפול בסוף הדרך כשישובו לגבולם. רק מנעי קולך מבכי ועינייך מדמעה. כי השער ייפתח לו יבוא בו בסערה כשישובו Thank you. 
Oh, oh, oh. 
JM in the AM. It's Yom Karon. Israel Memorial Day in honor of the fallen soldiers and those civilians who have given their lives. So that we have our precious state of Israel. I'll go through the song list in just a moment. Uh, Mayor Weingarten is with us, and uh, he'll join us in a minute as well as we get set to um, present the uh, bulk of our Yom HaZikaron special. Mayor, Boker Tov to you. You are. Nice to speak with you, and uh, here we are for a Yom HaZikaron special in a format that if I told you months ago we'd be <laughs> doing it this way, you likely would not have believed it. Yeah. Uh, Very weird. I am here in the New York City studios. You're, uh, you're in your uh, home studio, and yes. uh, here we are. I've tried to decorate our studio a bit to reflect the mood of the day with the Israeli flags, which you claim are yours, but I think we'll do get more to that tomorrow <laughs> than today. And as you can see, we even have uh, Herzl himself I as, an as an eyewitness to our Yom HaZikaron well, we'll, special. We, it's we'll America's tomorrow, one and only maybe. Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, the music list that you heard uh, was basically put together by Mayer, and I thank him. Ovadia Hamama, Ana Bakoach, Nurit Galron, Atapocha Serli, Idan Rachel with Mini Kolech, Yonatan Razel and Company with Rikman Ashut Echad, and Yoram Gaon's classic Baladalo Chovesh. We'll do the news top of the hour. We have a special guest joining us after that. And Mayor, of course, will update us on the news from Israel on this Yom Hazikaron and plenty more. Keep it at JMNAM. פיגוע דקירה בכפר סבא, אישה בשנות ה-60 לחייה נפצעה באורח בינוני, המחבל נוטרל, כתבתנו עדה שטייף. בעת שתושבת כפר סבא בת 62 חלפה ברחוב ויצמן בעיר, סמוך למתחם ג'י, הגיח מולה צעיר בן 19 מטול קרן, התנפל עליה ודקר אותה מספר דקירות בראשה ובגופה. אזרח חמוש שהבחין במתרחש, שלף את אקדחו, ירה לעבר המחבל ונטרל אותו. צוותים רפואיים של מד"א פינו את האישה כשמצבה בינוני לבית חולים מאיר בכפר סבא, המחבל פונה לבית חולים תל השומר. טקס ההזכרה הממלכתי לחללי פעולות האיבה נערך לפני זמן קצר בהר הרצל שבירושלים. ראש הממשלה נתניהו קרא בטקס, התשובה לרוע היא רדיפת מחבלים עד חורמה. התשובה שלנו לרוע הזה היא נחרצת וברורה. ראשית, רדיפת המחבלים עד חורמה. נלכוד אותם, נכה בהם, נמצה איתם את הדין, ואנחנו עושים את זה. שנית, המשך מלאכת הבנייה של המדינה. שלישית, התעצמות ברוח בצדקת הדרך, איננו נכנעים לייאוש, איננו נשברים. ובכנסת התקיים לפני הצהריים דיון מיוחד לציון יום הזיכרון. חבר הכנסת מיכאל ביטון מכחול לבן, ששכל את אחיו, סיפר על הכאב הרב בהחלטה שלא לעלות השנה לבתי העלמין. במשך 35 שנה אני פוקד את קברו של אחי, אברהם שלום חיים ביטון. והיום נתלה מידי המשפחות השכולות בזכות היסודית להיות ליד הקבר. אבל יחד עם זאת, אני עומד כאן איתכם מתוך זכות מערערת, מתוך זכות שהייתי מוותר עליה. סגר כללי לקראת יום העצמאות יוטל ברחבי המדינה מהערב בחמש, והוא יימשך עד מחר בשמונה בערב, צאת החג. כתובתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג מציינת שבמהלך הסגר ייאסר המעבר בין ערים 
ותתאפשר יציאה אך ורק להצטיידות בתרופות ובמזון בתוך ערי המגורים והיישובים. משרד האנרגיה עדכן את מחירי הדלק לחודש מאי. המחיר המרבי לליטר בנזין 95 אוקטן בשירות עצמי כולל מע"מ לא יעלה על 4 שקלים ו-79 אגורות, ירידה של 10 אגורות מחודש קודם. ידיעה שריכזו כתבינו ניתאי ענבי ומאיר מרציאנו. מזג האוויר למחר, ירידה בטמפרטורות, בצפון הארץ ייתכן גשם מקומי קל. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. JM and the AM, it's our Yom Mazikaron special. Uh, that was, of course, our newscast from Israel. Mayor Weingarten is with us. Mayor, anything from today's news you'd like to share with us? Well, unfortunately, there was a stabbing in Kfar Saba, uh, an Arab from, I believe they said Janin, uh, stabbed a Jew. Um, the, uh, the, the, the Jew was... Um, The Israeli Jew was uh, injured. A, a citizen who was there uh, took out a gun and shot the Arab on the spot. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but that's uh, one thing that they mentioned. The other that they mentioned, which is also a topic for conversation in Israel in general, is the feeling of many of the, of some, I should say, of the families that lost loved ones, uh, their feeling toward the um, inability to go visit the graves today. A very, very difficult, emotional, uh, heart-wrenching decision that the government has to make when uh, this is so important to the families and especially parents that lost the young uh, loved ones, uh, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, that are used to every single year going to Mount Herzl or any local cemetery and being able to visit with the gray uh, visit the way they look at it. And I heard a few interviews over the last couple of days. They, they're visiting their child. Right. They're visiting their son. Um, and now because of the coronavirus, they're, uh, they're not able to. And, and part of the problem that they had was that just this week earlier, they allowed opening stores and, and so forth. So if they can open a store, why can't they allow? But the government's explanation was, look, There will be thousands of people getting together, and it would be there will be in an emotional state which is very difficult to control um, during the evel, the the a strong feeling of of um, mourning. Mourning, right? Thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking that, that in these times, it's interesting that uh, we can't. Uh, the people of Israel, obviously, it's here as well, but we're talking about Israel for the moment. Um, during the lockdown, because I don't know exactly what the restrictions are today, but during the lockdown, parents couldn't visit children, grandparents right. couldn't see grandchildren. And now, as you just said, they regard the fallen, uh, those who have fallen as, their, as literally vis visiting them as literally visiting their children. So ironically, we're in a situation where uh, those who are living can't have that contact, that social contact, and even to a degree, those who have passed away can't have the usual usual contact that, that they would have on a Yom HaZikaron day. Miriam Peretz yesterday was interviewed. Um, I, I think the audience is familiar with her. If you want, you can just say a few words. Um, she spoke yesterday about what it feels like usually when she goes to the cemetery on Yom HaZikaron. She said, I believe she said that she goes every Friday to the cemetery. I heard an interview with another parent who goes every day 
to the cemetery. It, oh. it, it's, it's heart-wrenching. But she explained that when on Yom HaZikaron, everybody comes to the cemetery to be there at around 11 when the siren goes off. Right. There's this two-minute siren where the entire country just stands at attention and remembers the fallen. And she says the feeling when that siren goes off, when thousands and thousands of people are on Har Herzl dotting the entire landscape there, and suddenly there's silence, and the only thing you hear are sobbings, cries, tears that you can almost hear that are blowing in the wind as the siren goes. It, it was just so eerie. Unbelievable. All right, we uh, have a special guest with us live via telephone, Rabbi Daniel Rosenfeld, rabbinic advisor on the Likudoshim project. Uh, he's a musmach of Yeshiva University. He is... Um, he has received Yadin Yadin Dayanut Smicha from Eretz Chemda and from the Israeli Chief Rabbinate. He currently teaches at Shalvim and works for Eretz Chemda. He serves as a Dayan, and the Likdoshim project is one that's specific for today, Yom Hazikaron. Rabbi Rosenfeld, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, tell us what the Likdoshim project is. Okay, so the Likdoshim project, this is already its fourth year. Uh, the basic idea behind it is that people all over the world, I feel like in the Jewish world, they want to connect with Yom HaZikaron, which has a certain sense of sadness, a certain sense of seriousness. But for people who don't have a personal connection, and certainly people who are outside of Israel, but even in Israel, they're trying to look for a way to connect. And also, we want to try to instill some sort of Torah content and also some sort of act, Eli Nishma, those who have fallen. So the idea behind the project, when it originally started a few years ago, was people all over the world, either in groups or as individuals, will pick a specific Dauphin Gemara, and together we'll finish the more than 2,700 Dauphin of Shas. As the years have gone by, it's developed to uh, include Siyumei Mishnayot and Tanakh. Uh, the Siyum Shas is still the, uh, the ultimate goal, and that's the one that's the most difficult to try to accomplish, <laughs> especially as there's these other options out there, which are a little bit easier. But that's the idea behind the program. Um, as we know, on Yom HaZikaron, we're remembering the almost 27,000 uh, Kedoshim who have fallen either in the wars for the, for the state of Israel or as victims of terrorist attacks. And the idea ultimately is to have something learned for everybody, either a parak in Tanakh, a parak in Mishnah, a Daf Gemara. And this year, Baruch Hashem, we don't, we're not there yet, but we have already over 14,000 units being learned uh, for those people. Which is pretty amazing, and everybody can participate, and they, they have a few more hours left in order to participate, right? That's absolutely correct. So um, if you, the website is likedoshim.com, L-E-K-E-D-O-S-H-I-M.com, and you could go and you could see there's the thermometers where, that are uh, just tracking how much Tanakh and how much mission and how much shots is being done. So with shots, we literally we have 50-something dots left. Obviously, it's not from the more it's not from the easier gemaras. It's more from uh, minachos and some other receptos and kachim. <laughs> but really, this is everybody's opportunity, to, especially in Kutzl arts, because here, as the day goes on, it also kind of transitions into Yom HaTzmos. Right. But for people in in America now, it's really it's a great opportunity uh, to to go to the website and learn something. There's so many resources out there to listen to a Daf Yomi Shir from a few years ago to either use whatever resources people have in their homes to try to help them along. And it's a beautiful opportunity to try to do something to connect to the day with, with Torah content. And also this year, we're partnering with Mizrahi, and they've reached out to their communities um, in North America and all over the world. So there's different shows and different communities. I know people, some people, some of the listeners might have already heard about this uh, from Mizrahi. 
But we're really trying to include as many people from all over the world as possible. Hey, our friends at World Mizrahi are a full partner with Likidoshim. Likidoshim is the worldwide learning project for Yom Hazikaron. Everyone out there, and we're encouraging, of course, those on this side of the world where the day has just started to really get involved and to do whatever is possible to memorialize those who have fallen uh, and whose memory we commemorate on this Yom Hazikaron. Go to Likidoshim.com, L-E-K-E. D-O-S-H-I-M dot com, L-E-K-E-D-O-S-H-I-M dot com, Likidoshim dot com, and uh, help um, uh, help uh, honor uh, honor the memory of those who have fallen and the, whose memory you commemorate on this Yom Hazikaron. Uh, Rabbi Rosenfeld, I think it's really as simple as that. We want as many people as possible to utilize today to participate in the project. Absolutely. Uh, and again, our friends at World Mizrahi are full partners and encourage everyone as well uh, to participate. I hope this goes well. I hope that more and more and more people, each Yom Hazikaron, continue uh, to uh, help memorialize our brothers and sisters in this uh, unique manner. Thank you so much for joining um, us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Likdoshim.com, L-E-K-E-D-O-S-H-I-M.com. You know, Mayor, someone said to me yesterday that um, the ways— or I should say it differently, maybe. The different types of of um, segments of our community that have joined in to acknowledge the sacrifice of those who've fallen on behalf of our beloved state of Israel, I think it's increased over the years. I think it's become a little bit more uh, nationwide, meaning Jewish nation, in terms of those who are uh, uh, who are trying in their unique fashion to remember those who have fallen. And I think this, Likidoshim.com, is a good example of that. Yes, for sure. No question about that. And um, I know that uh, during uh, the, about four years ago, five years ago, when the when the last uh, war with Aza took place, and it was in the summertime, many Shivot, for example, said, we're not going to have a summer break. If, if we believe that our learning is important to the success, then we can't be on 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 Azmanim vacation during, during a war. Um, so I think you're right. I think there is more of an understanding of a responsibility that we all have. Everybody in the state of Israel is being defended by the soldiers uh, in the IDF who put their life on the line every single day. Um, and um, everybody has to recognize that. I mean, if we don't recognize that, then we're lacking the most basic concept of Hakarat Hatov of appreciating when someone else is doing you good, doing doing a positive thing for you, if, if you don't recognize that there's something lacking in the basic values of your Judaism. So this is a, a basic and important uh, value that we have and that we have to share with uh, our children and the, the people around us and the coming generations, for sure. No question about it. Yom HaZikaron morning, day number 19 in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and five days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. We'll be joined later on by another special guest from Israel who's going to tell us a little bit more about Yom HaZikaron. Mayor, I wanted to share with you that um, you know the person who set up our conversation with uh, Rabbi Rosenfeld, uh, listener Devora. Uh, had a very interesting short comment about Yom HaZikaron. She said, What a strange experience having the ceremony at home and not being at a public tekes. In our yeshuv, it was organized that each family would stand together during the siren in front of their home and then light a candle and then watch the yeshuv tekes right afterwards. 
uh, it lent the feeling of still being together, meaning even this corona situation where people are not, as we said earlier, going to public ceremonies and going to the cemetery. Uh, nonetheless, communities are finding a way to be as together as possible on this Yom Hazikaron. And one of the things that uh, happened yesterday, at the end of the official ceremony, the, the government ceremony, if you will, the national ceremony at the Kotel, um, I sent you a video a clip of it. I don't know if you have it there and you can show it. But uh, I'll try the, my best. Um, so at the end of the ceremony, they always sing Hatikva. Well, this year the ceremony was done with very few people there, just the people who were speaking and and a small honor guard from Sahal. And so they asked in advance and at the at the Tekes that when they sing the Hatikva at the end, the the, the Chazan Shai Abramson sings Hatikva, everybody should go out to their porch or to yeah. their window or to the street, obviously with social distancing, and sing together. And uh, Channel 12 had a drone that in different communities, which was flying uh, and taking pictures in. And I got a short clip of it uh, that you could see. It was just, I, I was literally crying. Uh, it's not hard to get me to literally cry, but it, it was amazing. To, people were standing on their porches, waving flags and singing Hatikva and holding up flags. And, oh, it just, what a beautiful scene. It was just uh, well, if you if you're able to show the clip, uh, uh, like I just I, I'd like you if you don't mind because I don't see it yeah. here. If you could just send it to Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Um, I did, but we'll get that settled down. Unf yeah. Unfortunately, maybe, maybe unfortunately, it was too big and it didn't yeah, come that through. could be that could be that it's just not here for that I reason. I could try and play it from here, but I don't know if you'll hear the audio of it. Um. Well, well, you know what? Let's see if the email comes through. And we'll try to do it. Okay. Coming up, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best serving the kosher world since 1954. Available at kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. I want to thank our friends at World Mizrahi. We are on Facebook Live all because of them. We're partnering together on Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzimut to bring you these two amazing specials. Today is Yom HaZikaron Israel Memorial Day in memory of the 23,816 soldiers, in memory of the 3,153 civilians. And uh, again, I thank our friends at World Mizrahi for partnering. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Simon is tuned in in Jerusalem. I take special pride in those who are listening to our Yom HaZikaron special from Israel. Uh, you've had a day as much as possible, of course, uh, during this corona situation filled uh, with memorials and togetherness uh, on this day that you include us is very flattering. 18 minutes after the hour, Mayor Weingarten, what do you got for us? You want music or you want... Uh... Yeah, let's go to a song. What do we have? You, you, you did such an amazing job on our Yom HaZikaron playlist early this morning, and I can't thank you thank enough you. for that. I think any regular listener knew that you were behind that playlist, so thank you very, very much. Okay. Um, uh, let's go right this ahead. Song, this song was written by Dvir Sorek, one of the latest victims of terror. Young, um, 18, 19-year-old, beautiful young person with a very, uh, very special heart, a nishama adina. And um, in one of the last phone calls that he made to a friend, it was around Rosh Hashanah time, and he said, oh, do you remember this silly song that I composed in high school? And he played a few, you know, a Chords. few pieces of the, of the song. No, like, you know, I don't know, 20 seconds of the song. He said, oh, I can't believe it. Well, they took that song 
and uh, Ovadia Hamama arranged it and released it in his memory and we'll play it and you'll listen carefully in the song, you will hear the recording. I think it was the last recording, the last message that he ever made in his young life. And uh, we dedicate it to him, to all those who have fallen and to the families. Oy. It's called Uvechein Sadikim, and um, it's uh, done by Avad Yechamama. Here it is. No, you're not here. Thank you. 
Mayor, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I always think that it's only our people, but I'm sure others can as well, you know, take a simple recording like that and a final memory and turn it into a musical tribute. But I, I guess others do that as well, but it always seems like a lot of this comes out of Israel. And and I'll, I'll tell you, it whips your heart out. I, I see the picture of him in my mind with the uh, big kippah and the peyot and a just a, such a special, delicate, delicate neshama that was brutally taken away by by animals, by animals. No other way of saying it. And I remind everybody that the Yom Zikaron is not only the soldiers, but the civilians who've given their lives, and the, and we are able to have everything that we have and celebrate tonight, and celebrate tonight and tomorrow, the 72nd birthday of the State of Israel, uh, all because of them. And a um, and when you think about it in the context of history, those who those who gave their lives, you know, seventy two years ago, and mm-hmm. actually had a role in founding the state, um, they had a lot of Jewish history on their shoulders. They had thousands of years of agony, thousands of years of of sleepless nights, and thousands of years of wanton murder of our people. And it, 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 it is as if they said to themselves, we are now all in. We can't do this anymore. We have to do everything in our power, even if it means giving our lives to establish our own state. And uh, we have to remember that it's sometimes difficult, especially in the younger generation, not to sound like too much of an old man, but the younger generation doesn't know, as we do not know, a world without the state of Israel. Yet we were sort of living toward the beginning of the entire, uh, the entire miracle. Um, you know, we can, we can recall the 20th, 25th, 30th, 35th anniversaries of the state of Israel, etc. And as we get further away from that time of independence and that time of tremendous sacrifice, it's important to remember 
uh, what the world was like for Jews and how things turned out um, in terms of Israel being a safe haven for our people after the tremendous sacrifice. And I remind you and the listeners, you know this, of course, it comes right after the Holocaust and the survivors that are coming on these rickety ships, including the most famous one, the Exodus. Uh, But there were many rickety ships that came (laughs) with survivors. And the interviews with the survivors that, that came to Israel, and they had a choice. They were very much welcomed by the American Jewish community, by the French Jewish community. Many of them were in France uh, in these uh, DP camps. And um, these, these people said, Rabbi Lau always says that uh, his father, at the end, when they were being separated, he told his brother to take care of him, and his brother saved his life by constantly watching over him. But also, he said, after the war, if they ask you where you want to go, you say, Rakla Eretz Israel. And when they interviewed them about what happened on the, on the boat or what happened, then they were interred by the British. The British, when these Holocaust survivors came out of the death camps on these rickety boats and reached the shores, the British came with with, uh, with their Navy, one of the strongest navies in the world, to, to chase them away and put them into another internment camp in Cyprus. And uh, in these interviews, they said, we had nothing to lose at that point. Right. We had gone through hell. And, and these are the people that are then, when the state is declared, are given a gun and thrown into battle. And uh, they were at that point in the feeling of, we have nothing to lose. And I think the Jewish people as a whole, by that time, feel, what else could happen? Like it's uh, what what else over the last two thousand years can happen that hasn't happened yet? And I think today, by the way, is um, is a good day to mention tomorrow, I guess, as well, because tomorrow we really celebrate the miracle of the state of Israel. But I think it's important to mention today as well. You know, we we sometimes wonder about what you just described: the rickety boats being handed a weapon or giving a weapon usually a not high quality weapon to somebody who had no idea really how to use that weapon you know you're talking about a when you when you when you use the phrase makeshift army it might be the most accurate way to portray it uh, in mm-hmm. comparison to the powers of that day and we wonder you know what special hashgacha what special um, supervision uh, the jewish people had and continue to have and i think it's important Beyond hashgacha. say it again Beyond Hashgacha, Nisim. Right, right, correct. Miracles. Total and, miracles. And, and the, but the reason I'm using that phrase is because today in 2020, we've seen, because of the will of the one above, the entire world come to an, a stop, which is still, when you think about it, in the you know generations from now, they won't even believe that, that, <laughs> that every country in the world, literally the entire world stopped. Mm-hmm. And and this is what obviously God wanted, and again He's proven to us that in the snap of a finger, the world can stop. So too, in the snap of a finger, as history goes, uh, the state of Israel, War of Independence was won, the state was founded, and and this is all because the uh, the the one above can perform miracles in the snap of a finger. I'm not even going to go into the six day war now. It's not Yom Yerushalayim, but I think you understand the comparison I'm trying to make. We sometimes marvel at how in the in a moment in a moment literally, 
the the world stopped in a moment. God decided this is the fate of the Jewish people, and now the state of Israel is going to be an important important part of their future. Right, but it it according to many philosophies in religious Zionism, it could not have happened if not for the first step that we took down here, the Zionist movement, the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, and then God... Oh, <laughs> I'm, then, po- I'm pointing to Benjamin yes, Zev. Yes, Herzl, <laughs> who's on the porch there looking over the river, which Correct. people can't see, but there's a river down there underneath <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> yes, that first step, and we've discussed this the in the past. Step, right, many times um, that we have to do our part, and that is what Zionism did. That's what Zionism said. Yesterday, I saw a clip that was uh, released. They are there. Um, do you have to go to 730? We or? will. We will in a moment. Finish your thought, please. There is. I don't know who is uh, he- heading this uh, project, but there are clips of old um, Shurim lectures by Rav, the Rav, Rav Yosef Dov Halevi Soloveitchik um, of Boston. And um they're in Yiddish, and they have people are you know whoever's doing this. They put the captions in English at the bottom. Right. And one that was I saw yesterday, I think it was just released yesterday. The Rav gave a lecture about in order to thank God for the miracle of the state of Israel, we also have to understand how the miracle came about. And he goes into explaining how crazy it was that at the UN that there was a UN. He said, imagine there wouldn't have been a UN. Well, this really is for tomorrow. Let's let's right. see. If Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Yom Azikaron. A day so laden with meaning. A day so deeply enrooted in the history of Am Yisrael. We learn that when Bnei Yisrael were about to leave Mitzrayim, there were many obstacles. Behind Bnei Yisrael was the entire Egyptian army, well-equipped, weapons running and pursuing after them. In front of them was a raging sea. To the side, there was a desert filled with obstacles. And there were four groups, four groups of people that each one had a different choice in mind. One said, let's run into the desert. One said, let's go back. One said, let us go into the sea. Let us fight for our lives. Let us have emunah in Hashem. It was Shevet Binyamin that jumped into the sea, that in their honor, the sea split. In the great nace, the great miracle happened. And it was Shevet Binyamin that became the Achsanya Lishchina, they are the ones that became the hosts for the Divine Presence because the Beis HaMikdosh was built in the Chelek of Binyamin, in Binyamin's portion. We have today, present day, people, members, Giboyrim, people that are Moser Nefesh, Al-Kidush Hashem, members of that Shevet, Shevet Binyamin, the Chayalim, all of the soldiers, all of those that put their lives at risk, those that stand to guard our land, Eretz Tzvi, Eretz Chemda, the land of our greatest choice, the land of our dreams. 
Unfortunately, over the years, there have been soldiers, young men and young women and older men and older women that were nereg al Hashem, that were killed to sanctify the name of Hashem. We also have many outstanding individuals, tzaddikim and noshim tzidkaniyos, whose lives were taken by a terrorist, by a bombing, by a pigua, by a package left on a bus or a train. Those are tzaddikim and noshim tzidkaniyos, and those are the neshamot that we remember on this very, very important day. There was a member of our kahila. Chezi Goldberg. Chezi could not stay in America any longer. He wanted to fulfill his dream of living in Eretz Yisrael. And so he went and took his young family to Yerushalayim. And there he was the happiest man in the world. Chezi was a youth worker. He helped youth at risk. He was most nefesh for them. One morning, Chezi, who was so dedicated to Klal Yisrael, saw that his young daughter had left a sandwich that his wife Karen had made for her. He went and took the sandwich, went to the school and gave it to his little daughter. He called up his wife and thanked her for the fact that he could tell his daughter another time how much he loved her. Within an hour, unfortunately, he was on a bus that was bombed. Chezi, Yecheskel Iser ben Yaakov Moshe was no longer in this earthly world. We can't even imagine the lives that were taken needlessly, senselessly by Rishoim Gemurim, by those that want nothing more than to perpetrate evil in mankind. Let me give to you one more example. There was a Rav, a rabbi, that came to the house it was a few months ago, and he had to stay Shabbos afternoon together with us. Naturally, he went into the place where all the Svarim are, into the room, and he began to look, and he was interested in several Svarim. All of a sudden, he came out to me. He was holding a beautiful paperback book in his hand. The title of the book is Gila. And he said to me, what is this book doing right next to the books about Akedas Yitzchak and Kiddush Hashem? I said, that book is right where it belongs because it is about a special young lady, a 19-year-old young woman, Gila Sara Kessler, Gila Sara Bas Ezra. She was Naragal Kiddush Hashem, on the front, there is a picture of Gila dressed in her uniform. She was on her way to becoming a fighter pilot. She was filled with emunah. She was filled with the greatest faith in Hashem and taught others to believe in Hashem. All of the papers came out immediately after the time that she was killed. It's difficult to believe. That Gila is not here anymore. And when I had the great zechut to talk to her father and mother, her father Ezra and her mother Bridget, they told me about the young life of Gila and how much she had accomplished 
what she had wanted to do in this world. She always carried with her to her last day in this world the Tehillim, and in particular, Kuf Chof Aleph, the 121st Psalm. May her memory be a blessing for all of Klal Yisrael, together with all of the Tzadikim and Noshim Tzidkaniot that we remember today. As Avarachamim states, Barachim of Hatsumim, Hashem, you have great mercy. Yivkod Barachamim, Hachasidim Vayesharim Vatmimim, all the upright, all of those that were devout, all of those that were so sincere, Shemosu Nafshoma Kidushas Hashem, that gave up their life for the sanctification of their name. Hanehovim Vanimim Bechayeim, they were beloved. They were so sweet in their days, uvamosom lonifrado, and were not parted in their death. May they be remembered forever. Yiskerem elokeinu letova im short sadike olam. Can't thank Rabbi Goldwasser enough for those words. Really amazing. Hope it does give uh, people some morning chizuk on this Yom Hazikaron special. Day 19, the counting of the Omer, it's Israel. Memorial Day, 23,816 soldiers, 3,153 civilians. Mayor Weingarten with us, of course, as we speak about um, Israel Memorial Day and those who have fallen uh, in the founding of and in the maintaining of the state of Israel. Mayor? So there is an official website where every person, every one of the 23,000 and so forth, uh, are memorialized with a name, name of a parent, picture, a little life story. It's called Yizkor, I-Z-K-O-R, dot gov, dot I-L. And on that website, you have the ability to light a virtual ner neshama oh, wow. <laughs> on behalf of a specific soldier or in, or in general. So what I thought we should do now that we have this ability, the technology to do this, to uh, do a share screen with your permission. Sure. And um, let's see if that'll work. Certainly has. Okay. There it is. Uh, they have, of course, a Hebrew and an English um, uh, site to, you can click on Ivrit, Anglit, whatever. Right. Um, and here you can put in the name of a soldier, and I'll tell you uh, in a moment who I am. Um, chose to, um, to, to memorialize with this candle. It is Tamar Ariel. You can see the picture here. She was the first female fighter pilot. We spoke about her many times. We even interviewed her mother one year on Tubishvat, I believe. Um, and you can see in this picture, hers is obviously the only face that's not pixeled out. Right. That at the at the ceremony where at the graduation ceremony where they get their you know official pilots license I guess, fighter pilots license <laughs> right uh, everyone's marching and you can see very clearly that she is marching with not wearing pants but wearing a skirt right which she was very very careful about and and she grew up Orthodox and she practiced very carefully in the army and everybody had tremendous respect for her. I spoke to somebody who knew her from the army, um, a, a non quote unquote, non-religious secular person. And she said she, she was one of a kind. She was just so special. So 
above and beyond what you would expect from a, a, a regular person. So it's not unusual to think that she would be the first religious female fighter pilot. And unfortunately, she was killed in a crazy accident, nothing to do with the army. That's the, that's the funny thing. But she's still considered um, somebody who fell in, in, in duty. Right. Um, and um, so in her memory, I figured we would use her today. There's so many, but I just type in Tamar Ariel. And you see that her her picture and her name comes up and wow. when she fell and so forth. And then everybody who has a similar name comes up as well. And um, you can light the memorial candle right here. Wow. On the day of remembrance of the fallen defense and security forces of Israel, the national flag is lowered to half staff and we all bow our heads. Light a candle in memory of those who've given their lives for the revival of the state of Israel. So far, over 24,000 candles have been lit. The website is Kor, I-Z-K-O-R. Um, .gov.il. Thank you. No problem. Okay. All right. JM and the AM special. I want to welcome those around the world who are watching. Uh, both Melbourne and Perth have checked in. I saw on the uh, Mizrahi. Uh, Perth, hi. Virtual World Bait Midrash. I still um, have relatives there. Don't forget we have. Oh, that's right. You're an Australian. I forgot. My mother was born in Perth. Part of her family still lives there. They're right. the Burkov family. I and, don't know if anyone's listening, but if you are, let me know. Um. Well, now you've piqued my curiosity to the point where I'm going to see if I could find the screen name of the person from Perth. It's Yom Azikaron Morning. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away again. Um, it's the Eintracht family from Perth uh, that has okay. checked in this morning. All right. Thank you very much. Hi. JM and the AM. So, again, a reminder that the World Mizrahi has an entire day, an entire day. Go to the Mizrahi website, an entire day of great Yom, ha uh, Yom HaZikaron programming, plus tomorrow an entire day of great Yom HaZikaron program. Go to the World Mizrahi website for details or just search World Mizrahi on Facebook. All right, Mayor, what do we have next? We have the famous song Eretz Tzvi, which is known as the Entebbe song, but it was updated by the, uh, the poet who wrote the song to add a... Um, uh, two stanzas in memory of Roe Klein, who wow. gave his life in his 30s, one of the special people that, as they say, we never know how great a loss we had when he was killed. It's a famous story that we've told many times that he was commanding a small group in Lebanon in the Second Lebanon War in Binchbel. It's the name of the little Arab town, and uh, a grenade was thrown in his, at his group. And he saw within a second that it's either everyone is going to get very badly injured and killed or he will save the rest. And so he and so he threw himself on the grenade and yelled in a voice that one of the soldiers that was there said will never leave his brain. Shrieking, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And he was killed. And he saved those around him. And uh, the last two verses, you can hear Yoram Gaon, who we 
recorded the song um, speaks of Roe Klein in the song. So, here it is. Here it is. Eretz Tzvi. Updated Eretz Tzvi at JM in the AM. Al-Tondra-Vecha, Al-Uscha, Al-Eretzvim, 
J.M. in the A.M., there it is. The updated Eretz Tzvi, as Mayer mentioned, uh, um, two stanzas added in memory of Roe Klein, the great hero, who you have a connection to, Mayer, because uh, sort of, you know somebody uh, who, who was a Dr. very close... Lee, yeah, Dr. Leo Gottlieb uh, was a friend of his. Even even closer was uh, Lior's uh, brother, um Netanel El Yashiv, Harav Netanel El Yashiv from Eli, and he was uh, uh, Netanel was uh, involved and, and active in getting this done, this right. recording of the song and the adding of the stanzas and, and all that. And Lior named one of his children Roe in his memory, and uh, there are dozens and dozens of children in Israel who are named Roe in his memory. Um, exact translation of the word, the name Roe, uh, would be, how would you put it? Shepherd, I guess. I don't know. So it's my... a good question. I'm not, I, I would have to double check. That's a good question. We'll figure that out and get back to you on it. J.M. and the A.M., keep in mind, tomorrow we celebrate Yom Atzmut, the 72nd birthday of the State of Israel. Mayor, we did mention that there is a transition that's going to be happening in Israel relatively soon. It's already deep into the afternoon in Israel, and soon it's going to change into Yom Atzmut. Usually, in a regular year, that transition is uh, is quite obvious. Do you think this year there will be um, some type of celebratory mood that will make the transition coming up tonight, that will make the transition, even for the corona situation, noticeable? Um, they're, what they're doing as far as that, by the way, let me just say that Roe, as I thought, I just didn't want to say it without double checking, um, probably means my shepherd, Hashem Roe lo echzar. Right. Um, so that's the ultimate, if, if Roe, my shepherd is the, the, the shepherd is the one who takes care of the flock. Right. Naming one's child Roe is commemorating the memory of somebody who literally took care of his comrades and colleagues beautiful, and beautiful friends. Point. Yeah. Beautiful point. Thank Go you. ahead. I'm sorry. The transition coming up later. What are your thoughts about yeah, the five, seven, have, eight? Gonna, they've they've recorded it in advance and uh, used uh, Zoom and all kinds of other um, thing. But they also had had <clears throat> had uh, some of the elements of the ceremony take place in different in different places in Israel under the under the provisions, under the rules and the regulations of, uh, of coronavirus. Right. And it should be very, very interesting to see what, uh, how it all plays out tonight. Should be interesting is right. What a different Yom HaZikaron. talk about it tomorrow. What a different Yom HaZikaron. What a different Yom HaTzmod. Uh Many people tune in early to our Yom HaTzmod special on a day like tomorrow because of the Chidona Tanakh results. Is there a Chidona right. Tanakh this year or not? There is via Zoom. Really? It's it's taking place tomorrow? Via Zoom, yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's what they say. 
do they know that they they would <laughs> do they know they would need extra security for that because you know you know you don't you don't want anyone to god forbid have the urge to open a tunnel break in while they're no, on zoom cool. you know <laughs> All yeah, right, hopefully guess, to have a pass. Hopefully to having a password given out. I would you know? guess, but I'm 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 thinking of a different concern. But I'll address that with you tomorrow. All right, uh, what else do you have for us on this Yom Zikaron? Um, so we can talk. I I I I was thinking that you have people of the twenty three thousand um, eight hundred and sixteen that we all know their names. Ellie Cohen. By now, the world knows his name. Netflix movie, Yoni Netanyahu, who was the original subject of the of the uh, song we just uh, played, Roy Klein, and on victim of terror, Eitam Henkin. Many people know the Henkin family from from where you are right. in the Lower East Side, where Henkin, his grand great his grandfather, who was a, a great Rav and Posek. Many know the name Emmanuel Moreno and so forth, but there are also people that we don't know their name for whatever reason, or their names have been forgotten. And so there are two people I want to focus on today uh, in the time that we have left on the show uh, to talk about them and remember them. Uh, before that, I just wanted to go to a song that reminds us also of the sacrifice of the lone soldiers. You know, there, there are a number of lone soldiers who, were, who died in various wars. Um, and in the, in the last war in uh, Protective Edge, um, there were two, Sean Carmelli and Max Steinberg, two that I'm going to focus on. There was a few more. Um, Sean Carmelli came from an Israeli family that was living in America. He was born in America. He did not have to serve in the army, but he chose to serve in the army and came to Israel and was killed. And he, he was, his was the first funeral that was done using social uh, media to get people to come. And the word went around that there's a lone soldier who doesn't have a lot of family in Israel and people should come. And 20,000, 20,000 people showed up to his funeral. And then a few days later, Max Steinberg was killed, a young man from Los Angeles who came to Israel, didn't, didn't grow up with any Zionist background, unlike Sean Carmelli, came to Israel as part of birthright and volunteered for the army and was killed. He's buried in Har Herzl, and 20,000 people came to his funeral. And his parents were brought to Israel, and believe it or not, it was their very first time ever, ever in the country. And that was their first time. Their introduction to the state of Israel, to the land of Israel, was to come to bury their son. And they sat Shiva in a hotel room in Yerushalayim and the crowds didn't stop. And they said, we now understand why he loved it so much. They were so showered with love from people that they never met, that they never saw. They're in a country that they don't know anything about. And they came to bury their son. Ariel Horowitz, Nomi Shemer's son, composed the song after Sean Carmeli's funeral called Esrim Elef Ish. 
20,000 איש ואתה הראשון, 20,000 איש אחריך שעון. So we'll play that and then we can go on. You're listening to the JM&AM Israel Memorial Day special.
J.M. and the A.M. in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Yom Hazikaron, Israel Memorial Day special. Mayor Weingarten, of course, with us. You know, Mayor, you got me thinking. You got me thinking about all those that, um, I and believe me, I appreciate that there is anonymity for so many, unfortunately, uh, who have given their lives, and the lone soldier certainly uh, in that category. But on the other end, I was thinking of just how many higher-profile situations and people have made an impact on our lives by their sacrifice. And I put together just a very, very short list, and and we could go on. We could spend the entire day on this, but I'm thinking of the three boys. <laughs> I'm thinking of the three boys. I'm thinking of uh, Ari Fold. Yes. I'm thinking of um of um I'm thinking of Mr. Fogel who visited my home in 2011 after five members of his family were murdered in Tamar on that Friday night. And I remember Massive. I remember speaking I remember sp- I remember speaking with him in my apartment and trying to fathom how does this man go on? And um and again, five members of his family are on, are are within the list of three thousand one hundred and fifty-three names. And the Sabaro attack that took me, uh, multiple members of a family, and 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 if you remember, and again, some of the younger people, thank God, would never remember this because they didn't live through it. But but every day, you know, it's it's funny. Another comparison for you. I've been lamenting how every day I wake up and I wonder, God forbid, who am I going to find out passed away that I know from this coronavirus. And in those days, remember, we used to wake up, and the first thing we would check on our computers, no, no real phones those days that connected immediately to websites, but our, on our computers we would check what's the latest report, the bus bombings, the grenades, the shootings, the drive-by shootings. Uh, would we be familiar with the name? Is it somebody? Is it from a town that we're familiar with? Was it in the center of Jerusalem? Was there a, when, the, when the bus exploded, was it in fact a bus that we're often on when we visit when we visit Israel. And then I remember on the list of those who've given their lives, I remember just two trips ago, we went to pay a shiva call to, to somebody. I don't remember what town it was, and I'd have to ask uh, my staff, but we went, to, we went to pay a shiva call, and the father is sitting there and looking at us as if, you know, uh, we appreciate the visit, but who are you? You, know, you, don't, you don't look like a <laughs> yeah. familiar face. Right. And we said, we're here from New York City couple of days literally it was a couple of days and we just wanted to tell you that the that as as much as we are here ourselves we represent millions around the world who are with you who are crying with you at this point the i always refer to the collective jewish pain what day has that collective jewish pain more than today uh it is that that feel i mean do you remember do you remember how long it took our worldwide community to recover from the murder of Ari Fold, how how everyone was so depressed because of what had happened, and and I'm talking about people who knew him and people who did not know him. Right. Very sad, and like I said, yeah. this this list can be, boy, they, this list can go on all day They are very very special people. We don't realize how you know a Tom Henkin, whose whose name I mentioned before. Right. I have, I have it. Well, I was going to say I have it right here. I did have it right there, but I had to clear away my bookcase last night. Uh, 
You were under so instructions. <laughs> I was under instructions. They published posthumously um, a work that he did on the Aruch HaShulchan, not the book, the person who wrote it, Rev Epstein, uh, who wrote, his research was unbelievable. What he had written in his short life, I think he was in his 30s, the, the, the material that he produced on different subjects, on Rev Cook and on, on Rev Epstein and on other subjects that are totally unrelated. And you say, they're irreplaceable. It's like a Rui Klein, like everyone is irreplaceable. But these are people that would have been names, leadership names, like Ari Fold, names right. in the Jewish community that would have given so much to us as a community and we lose them. And you and I always say, it seems like we lose the best somehow. That's um, something that we... Um, you know why? I, I think because there there is so much of the best. People made that comment to me regarding the corona situation that so much uh, so many so many leaders so many staunch community members you know why because we have a lot of leaders we have a lot of staunch community members and whenever something affects our community it seems we're losing a lot of them and certainly when it comes to terror in Israel we've lost so many of them you know i i should mention uh, and again you know not to minimize anyone else's uh, list of those who they remember from uh, this category of of terrors uh, of t- victims of terror and those uh, soldiers who've fallen in battle or in in service and duty at the Israel of the Israeli army and of the uh, Jewish people. Um, but I should mention that, um, and, and it's a longer story that 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 I, I don't know if I would tell the entire thing. Maybe at some point I would. But um, on the night of Lagba Omer which is coming up, the art site is coming up, on the night of Lagba Omer, Friday night, 1980, um, so I guess that would be Tufshin Mem, Lagba Omer Tufshin Mem, on that Friday night, there was a group of boys that were in Hebron uh, who were staying in Kiryat Arba but uh, walked over to Hebron in order to say the Kiddush for the women who were holed up in Beit Hadassah. I'm not going to go through the whole story right now. Many are familiar with the fact that in that era, there was a dedicated group of women who literally were squatting, if you will. I should use a better word, but I want to give the impression uh, of exactly what it was. They refused to leave, um, uh, knowing how the future of the city of Hebron and of the Jewish people was tied to their commitment to stay there. And as uh, as the boys, there were six of them, left Beit Hadassah. They were ambushed. Um, they were. It's a spot where I've stood many, many times since then. And one of them was my Chavrusa Shmuel Mermelstein in Karen Biavne. And, and again, many well-known names uh, in that episode who uh, were murdered by the enemy. And then ironically, so many years later, I actually slept many a night in Beit Hashisha, which has been, which was built on that spot in memory of those six, Shisha meaning six. And again, just another story, just a, another group that we're thinking about and commemorating because there are so many that have given their lives in so many incidents and episodes where the enemy, the very creative enemy, has um, has um, uh, ha- has figured out ways to, to murder Jews and to take away our finest. But you know, Mayor... Can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah, but I, I find but, it but interesting. I, but I just want to say one thing before before I turn to you for your comment, which I appreciate. But I just want to say one thing: it is that there's something about what I just said that on the spot where they were murdered, 
this this permanent housing project for our brethren Chevron was built, and on on so many physical spots, and on so many um, uh, um, virtual, I guess we'd say it this this way, uh, this the, uh, in this era, in so many ways, so much has been built on the sacrifices that all of them have made. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind. That's unique, I think, about the Jewish people, that we do it better, fortunately and unfortunately, than others. And that is to take these tragic situations and, uh, and, and really build appropriate monuments, theoretical and physical monuments, in the memory of those who've perished. And that is um, what the, they always say, the Holocaust survivors, that when they stand with their family and take a picture of dozens and dozens of, of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, that that's their nekama. Right. That is their revenge from Hitler. And uh, in Israel, that's the best revenge is to build. If somebody wanted to tear you down, you build. I just wanted to comment that I think yeah. it was on that very same road that Jeror Weinberg was killed and you I remember, I'll never forget it. You got up, went on a flight just to be Menachem Avelim and came back. Yeah, and that was, uh, I mean, Dror Weinberg was more. Another special, amazing person. I appreciate, oh, no question about that. Um, an unbelievable person and a great commander. Um, uh, where where he fell is a, a little bit of a different area of Hebron. Um uh, and again, we stood on that spot, and uh, hours after he was killed, as you just mentioned, and I thank you for that. And and then you don't, you know, it, it, such a crazy thing happened to me that night. We we leave Chevron, and we go to Dror Weinberg on the way back to the airport. We literally landed that morning. We we're going back to the United States that that what? night. And Rabbi Avi Weiss was with us. I remember, and and a couple of really really interesting things happened that day. But one of them was a personal thing. You know, you talk about the connection of the Jewish people. Um, we go to Dror Weinberg's house. His, uh, his, his parents happened to have been divorced for whatever reason. I mean, and, and they were sitting shiva in different rooms, whether that was, you know, purposeful or not, or just practical. I don't know, but that was the situation. I got into a conversation with his father, and he's telling me that, they, that he raised his family in Kfar Saba. And I say, Wow. You know, my, my uncle is Yitzhak Segal, one of the longtime residents of Kvarasab. He goes, oh, my gosh, your uncle was Gerard's Moel. And not that, again, not, oh, that, wow. not, not that it's a big deal or, or that I had any role in the life the of Gerard Weinberg, but the, the connection. connection. We, are, we are such brothers and sisters. We went, Miriam Wallach and I went to pay a shiva call a few trips back to the home of a lone soldier, I shouldn't say lone soldier, but to, to the home of the parents of a soldier who was um, an American. How, how would I call it? A, uh, an Ole, an Ole soldier, right? Right. right? And he, they were from Passaic, and we're sitting there, and and because there's a because you know there are a lot of Americans there. Obviously, this this family made Aliyah from Passaic, um, so they when I, when it's mentioned who I am, they they you know they they uh, they know who I am, and they're starting to speak to me. And the father says to me, I just want you to know that the night that your father was missing, I was part of the search party Oh wow! to go find him. Wow. And I'm like, wow, I have to travel 6,000 miles 
to pay tribute to the memory of a kid from Passaic who just fell. And wow. I find out that his father was kind enough, way before I was kind enough to make this gesture of going and being Menachem Avel, he was kind enough to spend a night looking for my father, who he never knew in New Jersey when they lived there. So these wow. connections are just unbelievable. And that's why when we get together, and I mean the whole audience, not just Mayor and myself, when we get together for, the, for a day like today, an Israel Memorial Day special, as we call it, and with World Mizrahi and everybody, it's not just that we are commemorating the abstract tens of thousands that have fallen. It's we know a lot of these. We, all, not just the two of us, all of us listening, know these people and have learned about these people and teach our children about these people. The young man from, remind me, and I can't believe I forgot his name and I apologize, the young man from, from Pennsylvania for whom the lone... Levine, Levine, I think his name was. Uh, what was his first name? I'll look. Thank you. Uh, who who's who, who's who has the Lone Soldier Center named for him? Michael Levin was it? A Mar- Michael Levin? Yeah, I think so. I believe the Lone Soldier Center in Jerusalem is is named for him. Yes, and and okay. everyone here, you know, the kid from Philly, all of us were like, you know, this could have been our own child. This could have been our own brother. This could have been anybody who who picked up and like the story you told earlier. Uh, about the, the, the parents understanding what what the attraction was uh, of their son to Israel when they finally— Michael— Michael Levin. Michael Levin, right? Michael Levin Lone Soldier Center. There it is, Michael Levin Lone Soldier Center. And, Mayor, what about a word a word on this Yom Zikaron to the young people out there who have never heard of Colonel Mickey Marcus? How about so, a, a word about him as we thank God, remember him 70 years later? Thank God. This is one of the most amazing stories. I started doing research last week. I don't know what pushed me to do it. He is uh, one of those that fell in battle in Israel, 23,816. It wasn't in an actual battle, but he fell as he was part of the military um, in Israel for the uh, um, War of Independence. So, you know, there's a famous story of uh, Shlomo Zaman Orbach where um, he has a student that says he wants to go to the Galil to visit the grave sites of Sadiqim and Kedoshim. Right. So and pr- and pray Shlomo, there and pray there. Right. And pray there, yeah. And with Shlomo Zaman Orbach, as they were traveling in a car together and they're passing Har Herzl, Shlomo Zaman Orbach says, Why do you have to go all the way to Galil? You can go right here for Kedoshim. And I want to share with you, I'm going to share with you and with the audience a picture. Yeah. Of a grave. If you're on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, you can actually see the screen that Mayor is now going to share. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Go right ahead, Mayor. So there you see it? Yep. A this dis- is the a grave distinguished looking grave. Of a Kodesh, of, of a Kadosh. You know where it is. I'm sure you, you probably know where it is. It's in West Point. This grave of Mickey Marcus is in West Point. It is the only the only one in the West Point Academy of an American killed fighting under a flag of another country. You know, every year we're invited to participate in June in the memorial for him at West Point. And every year, for whatever reason, June is a very busy month. I I think I have to try very hard to make it this year and be part of that memorial. I'd love to join you. It, it, It is very special. And here you see Peinun Ponikbar, Colonel David Marcus, 
he was a graduate of West Point, class of 1924. And here are the date, his dates. He was killed uh, near Jerusalem as they were, Jerusalem was under siege. And one of the things that he was commanding was over the building of the Burma Road, which broke through the siege. Soldier for all humanity, David ben Mordechai, his Hebrew name. And then at the bottom, you see this plaque from the IDF, which is amazing that in West Point, wow. on the wow. grave, wow. there was a plaque in recognition of his sacrifice for the establishment of the state of Israel. Wow. Unbelievable. And, um, so I'll tell you a little bit about him. First of all, he was born very close to where you are now. He was born on Hester Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Wow. Grew up in Brooklyn. Entered West Point in 1920, graduated in 1924. Then he did active duty, which he was required to do. He attended Brooklyn Law School, and he spent most of the 1930s as an assistant United States attorney in New York. <laughs> Let me just unshare. Okay. Um, he was involved in the prosecution of Lucky Luciano. <laughs> Well, he was so capable that in 1940, Mayor LaGuardia, the one who's named after the airport, right. uh, names, names him commissioner of the New York City Department of Corrections for the city of New York. Did, did, did you know that? No. Like, not, only did, not, not only didn't I know that, I am marveled by the fact that he, at, in his mid-40s, he heads to Israel with, with barely any but experience. We're not up Army. to that yet. <laughs> we're not up to that yet. He finished his active duty, and he continued in Miluim, in reserves, and the JAG Corps, because he was a lawyer, the, the judge advocate general. Right. If you don't know what JAG is, <laughs> then you obviously don't watch a lot of television. <laughs> uh, but after Pearl Harbor, he goes back into the, um, in, into the Army, and he, he, was, he was not in combat at that point. He attended – he was – attended as part of the U.S. delegation to the conferences in Tehran, which was Roosevelt, Churchill, and Stalin. Oh, one second. Sorry about that, Mayor. I, I literally I literally just got the video that you sent us, so that interrupted us. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Wow, I'm sorry. That took a long time. Yeah, to say the least. Um, he, he was a participant in the U.S. delegation of the famous Tehran conference. It was the first time Roosevelt met Stalin and, and Churchill. And the Yalta, famous Yalta meeting, and in Potsdam, which is after FDR uh, died, and Truman met with Stalin and Churchill in Potsdam. And he helped draw up the 1943 surrender terms for Italy. I mean, this is amazing. Now, in 1944, he decides that he wants to join the D-Day attack. Right. And they say to him, you know, you're not in the military fighting division right now. You can't do it. He has a protectia. And he parachuted into Normandy on D-Day with the 101st Airborne Division, despite having no paratrooper training. And he took informal command of some of the scattered paratroopers. He was in combat for a week. Anyway, as part of, after the war, as part of his being, he was very involved in, in the Nuremberg trials and so forth. But as part of his being a part of the U.S. delegations, they, uh, General Clay, required every member of the U.S. delegation to go and visit Dachau. 
And when he goes to visit Dachau, here's a Jew that was born, but was very assimilated, had no connection really to his Jewish roots. He was so shocked by the horrors that he began thinking about the concept of a Jewish state and a Zionism. And he just turned into a Zionist after he saw that. And he continues to serve in very different things. And then in 47, the state of Israel is has no real army. They have, you know, the Etzel and the Lechi, the Haganah, the Palmach. They need an army, and they know that once they declare the statehood, there's going to be a war. And unless we're ready for it, we're in big trouble. He was approached in New York by a member of the Jewish agency at the time and asked to get together some people who have training and knowledge from World War II in the U.S. Army to come to volunteer in Israel. And he couldn't find anybody. And he said, I don't think I'm the best man for the job, but I'm the only man who's willing to go. And he got up and he left. He was married, by the way, at this time. The United States said, wait a minute, you can't just go to a foreign army. And, and we have the British to worry about. You know, it, it was still on the British rule. And so How would it look? <laughs> yeah. So they force him to go under an assumed name. He goes under the name Michael Stone, Mickey Stone. He arrives in, in uh, Eretz Israel in January of 48. He designs a command and control structure for the Haganah, adopting the U.S. Army experiences to, to the special needs of the area. He, he receives the first Dargah, the first official, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Promotion? Rank. Rank. Oh, rank. rank. In the Israeli army, there were no ranks. Right. But Ben Gurion was so taken by his what he was contributing, he made him an aluf, a general, and he was the first one to have any rank. And you start from the top, you know, the Jewish people. I don't want to start from start from general. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it's still unclear to this very day what exactly happened. But he was killed by friendly fire at night right on the on the area of the Burma Road that he was uh, involved in uh, in constructing. And um, Ben-Gurion wrote to his wife, he was the best man we had. Unbelievable. Talk about someone who changed history, huh? There's a movie, which today I don't even think we could possibly watch it without laughing because it was pretty campy, but... Kirk Douglas was so taken by the state of Israel, right. he made it a, a personal mission of his to make this movie, and he stars in it as Frank got Frank Sinatra to and John Wayne, right. and, you know all of this was when Israel was was weak and popular. So um, <laughs> right, the lovable losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, I should I I do have yeah. here a picture of him. Um, what was the name so, of the movie? Cast a giant. Cast shadow. a giant shadow. Right. Thank you. There's a scene in that movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. You you remember. You know which scene I'm talking about? The beach scene? Where no, the, I really don't. I saw the movie, obviously. Oh, but I don't it, there's a scene that's where I maybe I'll put that one minute clip up somewhere on social media. It's such a it's so worthwhile. Uh, done so well. And there he is. Colonel Mickey Marcus. There he is. 
Yeah, who, I, don't I don't know, know if today said. I don't know if today the uh, alias thing would work. I don't know who you can get away well, with. Well, no, that's for sure. <laughs> it would come out right away on Facebook that right. it's a different guy. Not know? only that, but they would check his Facebook page. <laughs> can you see one picture or two pictures? One. We what got you- we got the one up here. You got the one. So this is a later one towards the end of his career in the U.S. Army. Um, but I, I want to show you um, one from his uh, West Point cadet days. Let's see if we can get that one also. By the way, I just want to mention that uh, that um, one of our listeners has just said on the app that they saw his grave when when their son attended West Point. Which is wow. Cool, which is pretty cool. So it's one of our, here is it's, yeah, on, I'm it's, sorry. it's on the app if you want to see the comment, folks. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Wow, thank you. No, and this is another picture that I got off. Uh, right. There's a lot about him on the internet. Very, very, very. I mean, tons of information. What a special person this was, and how talented in so many different ways, and uh, willing to leave his family and get up and say, "We're not going to allow another Holocaust." Unbelievable. So we remember him today as well. Fought in the uh, Israel. He was part of the Israeli army, and he was killed, unfortunately, by friendly fire. And we remember him on this Yom Hazikaron as well. I want to thank our friends at World Mizrahi. World Mizrahi has us Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. We're with World Mizrahi and their virtual Beit Midrash this morning for Yom Hazikaron and tomorrow morning for Yom Atzmaut. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Mayor, I'm going to ask you if you would. First, right, there you go. I'm going to ask you to uh, to to uh, do a song for us that I can make contact with a special guest who's going to join you and me from Israel in just a moment here at JM in the AM. Okay, so we'll play Idan Amadi, um, Amedi, very popular in Israel, a uh, young singer who fought in, in the battles and in wars, so he has the experience. I, I forgot the ne- his name on Fauda, but he is uh, part of the cast, an actor in the uh, series Fauda, which is very popular as of season two and three. He's in it, Idan Amedi. And this is, uh, we played one of his songs uh, earlier, and this is called Nigmar, also about his experiences in the army and how he tells his, how he gets released on leave and tells his girlfriend, it's going to be over soon. I know I've told you this a thousand times, but I'll be home eventually. And uh, but it, it's it, it's more than just that, and it's a beautiful song and very moving. Nigmar by Idan Amedi. You want to lead us into it, or yeah, go right ahead. Here we go. אני יושב עכשיו קרוב אל השמיים מנסה למצוא תשובות לשאלה על הדרך גם חולץ את הנעליים חיילים עכשיו עוזבים את המרכבה כן אני יושב שם חושב קצת עלייך להכיב מעט לרב את המשפט הבא את בטח מכירה יום יומיים אני בא בחזרה 
ZANG <laughs> ZANG <laughs> JM and the AM, we have a very special guest who is uh, standing by with us live from telephone, in live by telephone in Israel, uh, somebody who always has a meaningful Yom HaZikaron and someone who has a very different Yom HaZikaron this year, and we're going to explain that coming up in just a moment, and I thank him for his patience. Mayor, that song was sung by, and you want to tell us what about that specific selection? Idan Amedi who, as I mentioned, was in combat in the Israeli military and uh, then became a, a star of uh, music and of acting. So one of the stanzas here, which is very Israeli, and on the way, we were given a vacation, so we left the base. We stopped, you know, the group stopped 
at, at a corner falafel stand. People looked at us and, and applauded. These are our heroes, they said lovingly. And I'm like hiding. It's a little big for me to be the hero, to be the Shomer. Uven bis bis between bites of the falafel, Olevi Machshavai think, Laazazel, Kama Giburim Yeshbam Dinad. Darn it, how many heroes do we have to have in this country? Wow. Says it all, huh? Yeah. To say the least. Uh, a very special friend of this broadcast and of this network is uh, our dear friend Ohad Moskowitz. Ohad, of course. Um, uh, has a very, very different Yom HaZikaron normally, and we're going to discuss that, and uh, we'll discuss what Yom HaZikaron is like today. Mayor, please join me in welcoming Ohad to our airwaves. Ohad, shalom, shalom. Thank you for joining us on this Yom HaZikaron morning. Shalom, good morning, and thank you for, uh, you know, I, I love that song. It's an amazing <laughs> song, and Izana Medi is one of my favorite singers in Israel, <laughs> and it's it's so... It's so funny to hear this lumbus about his song, but if I if I may add, um, people that really know Idana Medi know that he's such an anav, and I mean he writes and sings his own songs, and he was, as Mary said, he was in combat, and he's really such an anav that he, only him he can write these kind of lyrics because he is uh, he is a real anav, a real mensch, and. Um, an amazing uh, songwriter and singer, one of the stars in Israel. Very cool. Yet another modest hero, as we say, uh, among the ranks of our brothers and sisters in Israel. Ohad, um, not quite sure where to start because it's an unusual Yom HaZikaron, but I guess the best place to start is what normally you would be doing on an Israel Memorial Day if we were not in this corona situation. Yes, so I think for the last, and I tried to count how many years I've been doing this. More than 10 for sure. I'm not sure if it's more than 15 years that every year in Yom Zikaron, um, at 11 o'clock, I'm at the cemetery and dressed in my uh, army uniform. And I'm uh, taking part of a ceremony, a military, military ceremony. Um, and where I can add is just, you know, doing Kelma uh, Rachman. And it's always so meaningful, you know, um, me that grew up in Antwerp, Belgium, and, um, you know, made uh, uh, Aliyah so many, many years ago. And, you know, being part and taking part in this amazing, you know, country and this great nation of Israel, and just, you know, taking a small part in, in this uh, Among Us Yom Zikaron. I, I, I'm not sure if, if may, you know what, maybe this year people in America can understand what Yom HaZikaron is because when you live in Israel, um, when Yom HaZikaron starts, and it starts actually a week before when Yom HaShoah starts, the country is going into a slow motion. For 24 hours, everybody is, is you know, down, relaxed, but not relaxed as vacation, but into them. It's like in Hebrew, there's a, call, a word hit kansut. I'm not sure what the word in English. And is that like a somber, like has, a somber mood, or isolated mood? Yeah, it's a somber mood, but it's it's it's, it's very spiritual. It's 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 it's, it's like now An introspect, in introspection uh, within yourself. An introspective mood. Very, exactly. Got it. 
Exactly. So it starts in, in Yom HaShoah, like a week before, and then when Yom HaZikaron um, uh, approaches and starts, it's, it's a certain kind of holiness that gets all, all, on, the, on all over the country, that everybody is supporting the families, the brothers, the, the, brothers, the sisters, the parents of, of our brothers and sisters that you know, gave their life protecting this great country. And if you just look up at the numbers, it's, it's a big number. But in terms of America, I'm not sure it's that big. But because, right. you know, by us, the Jews, every neshama is a world on itself. Yep. The whole country, nine million people stop and just think and, 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 and give support for um, 26,816, um, if I'm not yep. mistaken, families, families that their children gave their life uh, to protect this country. And I think this is something so unique and so amazing that once the whole country is in that, uh, uh, it can suit Yom Ma'ut. When Yom Ma'ut starts, that's why the simcha, the joy, is so meaningful and so pure and, and, and true because of what Yom HaZikaron is for all of I us. I guess the comparison... And, oh, I'm and, sorry. And, 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 and today, after all these years, and um, you can watch it on all over the media, when you see all the cemeteries where, where I am and so many of, 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 you know, Israeli citizens, just, you know, they show up at the cemetery, even if they don't have family, just to be, take part of the ceremony at 11 o'clock every Yom HaZikaron in the morning. Um, and when you see it's all empty, it, 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 it's, it's really heartbreaking. And when you hear the, the families talking on the media and that they understand because the coronavirus, they cannot get out of the house and... What they're giving up for it, it's it's just it's just you know um, I don't have even the word for it. But yeah. um, when you see that, it's it, it's really it's really heartbreaking. We mentioned earlier how Corona has prevented uh, generations from visiting each other uh, during life. You know, grandparents can't visit their grandchildren now, and vice versa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it has also taken away the possibility of visiting one's. Uh, one's heroic child or relative uh, in this situation as well. Ohad is with us live from Israel. So today, um, again, not to minimize it, but uh, today, outside of what you just described in terms of the, and some of the things we were discussing this morning, the siren, the the, uh, uh, unified hatikva, people gathering together to, um, you know, in neighborhoods to pay tribute to the fallen at the same time. But aside from that, very, very... uh, Minimal official ceremonies, because all of those are uh, not allowed to be held this year because of the situation. Is there anything else of note for today that happened that we may not have mentioned? Is there anything else that went on either on television or virtually that you participated in or that you happened to notice that made today a little bit extra special in these circumstances? Um, So I saw uh, something um, online about um, a brother of of someone who um, was fallen in the Yom Kippur War, which was like 43 years ago. Yeah. And I'm not sure you, you know, the police really um, uh, made barricades outside the cemeteries that they didn't want people to show up, but yeah. they didn't force it. I mean, if there were families that wanted absolutely to go and visit their, ki- their, ch- their children, they allowed it, but they didn't want the nasty, because usually there is, um, I heard the number like a million and 200,000 citizens that are 
um, going to the cemeteries, which is a, a huge number. So they didn't want that. So I, I saw in the media uh, a brother of of um, someone who was following the Yom Kippur War, and he went into the cemetery. Of course, the police allowed him, and he was sitting there. Um, he's already uh, he's not young, as you can imagine. Yep. He was sitting during the siren. And then when he, he took his phone out and just when they broadcast uh, the ceremony, because there was one ceremony actually that was really broadcast throughout the, the, whole, the whole of the country. And when it was the time for a tikva, he stood up and just sang it with all his lungs. I saw that. I, I really started crying. This was so emotional. Um, you see, and after, he spoke after that. I mean, of course, there were press over there, a reporter that that. that that watched him and, and, and said, he said, listen, I have a tava from my father who said to me, every year in Yom Adikon, you have to go to the kever. And I cannot, corona, not corona, this is my father who asked me before he died, and I have to fulfill his wish. So these are the small stories that you hear. And usually, Nachum, you know, I'm, I'm a very funny guy, always, you know, tells nice jokes. And, but today, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's a sad day, but... When you live in this country, you have to really get into this mood, and it's really for yourself. Really, you you, you feel the achdus of Am Israel. Is there any is, is there any amazing. is there any other way to describe what Yom Hazikaron for you normally is, other than a very meaning what what it looks like, other than a very crowded cemetery? I mean, I'm assuming when you go and you're in this official capacity in St. Kalmale in memory of those who have fallen, you you must be surrounded by thousands of people on a day like today. So. If you know me, um, you know that I always choose the, the 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 smallest. I always chose the smallest amount of of, of ceremonies because, you know, Shabbosan is a good friend of mine, and he always uh, um, always says, "Oh, I, I always look, I try to look for your name because I want to I want to put you on a, a very uh, a big ceremony, and I I can't find you because for years I'm going to a small village ceremony by the name of Kfar Daniel. Wow, it's it's a very small big, but. I feel that that's where I have to be. I don't want to be in the big ceremonies with thousands of people. I mean, I've done that. I've been there. And I think that the smallest ceremonies are the, meaningful, the most meaningful ones. Understood. And, 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 but, but again, you see the whole country since, you know, last night, um, people are um, – I live in Modin, so, so there is a, usually there's a huge ceremony, 10,000 people in the street, on the street. Um, there is a ceremony, a special ceremony that the area arranges, and it's like just, you know, amazing to see everybody is in silence, total silence, no fights, no discussions, politics, non-politics, nothing is going on in this very day, nothing, you know, uh, religious, non-religious, Sardim, Ashkenazim, we're all the same. Mayor, and, anything? Uh, oh, even Jews and non-Jews. Yeah. Jews and non-Jews. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Wow. There's no difference. There's no difference. Mayor, anything you'd like to add or uh, ask of Ohad no, as he joins us? it's fascinating. Thank you so much. You know, as you were saying now, Jews and Druze. Right. And Jews and Druze is right. Um, well, Ohad, I thank you. I assume you're... Thank uh, you so much for I, your I assume, service also. I assume just like today's uh, commemoration was understated, I assume you're anticipating a an understated celebration of Yom Ha'atzmaut coming up in a few hours as well. Yeah, the same. We're all going to be in, the, in our houses and uh, you know try to uh, celebrate from the porches and, and see <laughs> yeah. the uh, you know our neighbors and uh, 
maybe throw them some a piece of meat and uh, barbecue. I don't know. We'll see. Have they have they made specific? I mean, it, it's it's amazing how not amazing, but in anticipation of what might happen today with the cemeteries, they they made sure to tell people you know that uh, they had no choice but to close the cemeteries because again of those numbers that w- might turn out, which we understand from, you know, from the health perspective, have they said anything about barbecuing tomorrow? Have they given a special directive that people need to avoid large groups or that people have to be extra There's safe? There's a lockdown. The no, I, under- I, I understand, lockdown. but are they restricting uh, barbecues on porches and things like that? Are they concerned about safety hazards or, or whatever you need to do in order to have a good piece I of... Think, of, I think of, they know their limits. <laughs> know their limits huh? <laughs> all right the, the, exactly the, the, the truth is everyone should be safe and uh, let's hope next Yom Atzimut in fact will be a, one of great celebration and let's again hope that next Yom Hazikaron Israel Memorial Day will be one uh, where we're able to uh, observe it to the fullest oh hot anything any other stories or anything else you'd like to add on this Yom Hazikaron um I don't know. I, I think you know it's a it's a real special one, and I think we'll remember it for many many years. Yeah, that's true. And uh, hopefully that uh, next year and and so on will be back to normal. And Brother um, I hope to see you on one of those Yomazikaron here in Israel. Yeah, Yomazikaron, and then and then we'll celebrate, and then we'll celebrate Yomazikaron together. Exactly, which I think was. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was actually the plan this year. I think we were actually going to try to be in Israel Yomazikaron and. Things have changed tremendously. Oha Todaraba, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and uh, we should all we should actually all see each other very very soon. Uh, Bezrat Hashem, thank you. Bezrat Hashem, thank you. Oha on the phone from Israel, an official participant. If I understood it correctly, Mayor. Yes. It sounded like that's part of his miluim, part of his reserve duty. Oh, to, it could to, very well to be. actually be to make sure to be a comfort. To the families who are visiting the cemeteries yeah. and say the Kelmole and and the chant whatever requested in order to make their day a drop easier and more meaningful. Yeah, that that Which is unbelievable. Just, there's so many, so many parts. There's so many. In different... fact, in fact, it's funny because he said to me, and again, I don't know if it's official Miluim or Oha just does it in uniform because of the tribute to the soldiers. Either way, obviously, I'm not minimizing it either way. But I think he said to me. Um, when I spoke to him earlier off the air, he said that um, he 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 assumed that again because of his position and what he does each year, he'd be able to put on his uniform and go to the cemetery. But but then he and many others around Israel were informed that uh, those in Miluim are not allowed out of their homes, and it's only mm-hmm. it's only active soldiers that are allowed to be outside in uniform during this time. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Strange times, strange times, to say the least. Yom Hazikaron, Israel Memorial Day. I think since we have 10 minutes to go, maybe we should do one more song before we uh, okay. do our final so this, thoughts. I, I, um, this is a classic called Magasha Kesef. Uh, this particular version, uh, this cover is relatively recent by El Chai Refuah. It's a, one of the most famous songs written, uh, poems written by Nathan Alterman. And then later composed into music, um, and it's called Magasha Keset, the Silver Platter, and it is the soldiers that gave their lives for the state of Israel in the War of Independence. Anachnu Magasha Kesef, she'alav lecha nitna medinat ha'yehudim. 
We are the silver platter upon which the Jewish state was given to you. JM in the AM. Mayor, sorry to do the technical stuff uh, while we're on, but uh, I did okay. for, I did forget that uh, World Mizrahi is going to leave us about five minutes before nine o'clock, which is just two minutes from which now. Is. Okay. So I'm going to ask you if you don't mind just to call our studio to wrap up with us uh, via telephone. No. I'm sorry about okay. that. Meanwhile, no, no I want to sorry again. No problem. Oh, thank you. Meanwhile, I want to take this opportunity to thank World Mizrahi. Uh, we'll again be on Facebook tomorrow, courtesy of them, through their virtual bait midrash, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Also, go to the Mizrahi website, 
Mizrahi.org slash YH, Mizrahi.org slash YH. Also go to their Facebook page, World Mizrahi, and you'll be able to check out their full schedule for Yom HaZikaron and Yom Atzimut, which is pretty amazing. And uh, and uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow via Facebook Live. Obviously, we're not leaving you via the Nahum Siegel Network. That's continuing uh, for the next few minutes. But um, we are... Uh, we are going to leave you via Facebook Live now. And uh, myself and Mayor and Theodore Herzl will be back tomorrow for the uh, for the um, Yom Hatzmoot special. Um, Mayor, are you there? Do we have you? Oh, there you go. Mayor, go ahead. Yes. I said, are you speaking on behalf of Theodore Herzl? Yes, now? because if you notice, today's special was done with you, with me, and with this gentleman uh, overlooking the Rhine River, or in this case, the <laughs> East the, the East River. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there so you have it. All right. So we're going to leave the Mizrahi, um, and I thank everybody at Facebook Live. Excuse me, uh, at the World Mizrahi, for uh, for bringing us to the Facebook Live uh, World uh, Virtual World Bait Midrash. May, are you still there? Are you on our phone? May, are you there? Okay. I thought he would be with us via telephone. He'll wrap up with us in just a moment. Today we commemorate the um, the memory of 23,816 soldiers, 3,153 civilians who have given their lives for the founding and the maintaining of the State of Israel. And it is on their shoulders that we are celebrating 72 years of the State of Israel beginning tonight. It's hard to believe that 72 years later, the state of Israel has gotten to this point. Hi, it's Mayor. But it has. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Mayor's with us live via telephone. I was mentioning the 23,000 plus and the 3,153 civilians that we're commemorating that we're honoring their memory today. It is on their shoulders that the state was founded and has been maintained for 72 years, and it's on their shoulders that we are able to begin tonight a Yom HaTzmo'ot celebration, one that will, of course, continue tomorrow, one that we'll be bringing to everybody. It is uh, a, a very interesting transition. When Ohad was saying it, I, I was about to mention, uh, but I never got back to it, I was about to mention that it's sort of like the transition that some of us feel from Tisha B'Av to Shabbos Nachamu, especially when Tisha B'Av is on a Thursday. But this is even so much more immediate, and this is so much more direct. Literally, in an instant, it turns from Yom HaZikaron to Yom HaTzmo'ot. And while this year it may be a little bit more difficult to celebrate, you know where we would be normally tonight, Mayor. I don't have to tell you. We'd be in our different uh, shuls and, and hearing different lectures and seeing videos and being together as a community and having a, a tekes that no doubt would include some blue and whites and some beautiful State of Israel cakes and some of the other things that we've done in the past, as you know. Uh, yeah. That's not going to happen in the ulam tonight or anywhere else. Uh, we will not be saying Hallel together in a shul tonight. Um, and we will not be um, uh, counting the 20th day of the Omer tonight together, as we so often do on the 5th of ER, but we will be together for our special tomorrow morning. Final thoughts on this Yom HaZikaron Israel Memorial Day, uh, Mar Weingarten. Well, to put it in the words of Yechezkel, who was giving us the prophecy from God, and I'm going to give this a midrashic turn, God says, when I passed over and I saw you wallowing in your blood, I said, 
chayi, v'omer lach b'damayich chayi, after the blood of the Holocaust and the blood of spilled by so many young men and women who gave their lives for the state of Israel, we get to lichyot, we get to live. The damayich chayi, unfortunately, still connected to the blood that they spilled. And that, unfortunately, says it all. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSNF. Mayor, I thank you. I thank you, and, and I very, very much look forward to celebrating with you 24 hours from now, please God, 21 hours from now as we begin our Yom Mode special. Thank you for all the music. Thank you for the brilliant commentary. Thank you for making this Yom Zikaron extra special for all of our listeners. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, as always. It's greatly appreciated. Much appreciated on this end as well. Uh, tomorrow morning, no secret, it's the Yom Mode Israel Independence Day special. Make sure to be tuned in, everybody, and make sure to enjoy it with us. Uh, we'll make it as celebratory as we can during these times. Uh, and that happens between 6 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be with our friends at the World Mizrahi at Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network as well. Have a uh, fabulous Tuesday. Until tomorrow, it's Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.